Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hi everyone, Max Rushton here alongside Charlie Baker Hello. for Tuesday's H&J. We've mm. just done a show and it was a tour de force, Charlie. <laughs> it was indeed. Uh, we had, who do we have on? Susie Ruffle came on, she's got a new podcast out, uh, Big Kick Energy. Yeah, she was fun. Matt Forty came on and a tough day for Forest fans with the passing of Trevor Francis Chris Bart Williams. I thought he spoke absolutely brilliantly on what our heroes mean to us in the passing of our heroes and it was a fascinating conversation and he was great. Dan Walker came in the studio. Nice chap, was nice. What a nice man. Never met him before. Very nice indeed. We had a conversation. We did. And there's always time for time difference. And there was today. Here's the programme. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Max. Can I just add my condolences to Trevor Francis's... uh, family and friends yesterday I listened to your show yesterday I thought it was, uh, you had some really uh, nice interviews about him yesterday I just want to bring up the fact and I bang on about it a lot I am from Devon and uh, I was born and raised there and uh, so was Trevor Francis was born in Plymouth um, and uh, when you see someone from the county which isn't the most popular county in the world uh, c- coming out and being successful and uh, especially in football and in sport, it makes you realise that uh, many things are possible. So, brilliant player and seemed like... I've never met him, but seemingly a, a very, very yeah. nice man as well. By so. all accounts, really understated, shy, I wouldn't say almost introverted. That's the impression that we got from yeah. people who called in who knew him, which is yeah. sort of rare in elite sport, I think. Yeah. Are, you, are you saying, are you crediting him with your no, incredible not, not success? No, not at all. It's just when you see people from your county, if it's yeah. not the biggest... If you're not from Yorkshire or London, a lot of the time you get... Just right. ignored. Right. So uh, yeah. I just, just so obsessed with being from Devon. I am. Yeah, I am. Strange, I will always it? represent my county. Okay. And on that note, commiserations yes. to Exeter City on Saturday for losing four-one in a pre-season friendly to lowly non-league minnows Torquay United. Uh, okay. It's going to be a bad good luck season, in your relegation that's incoming. Can I tell you today, Charlie? Yeah. I've been told. I've been shouted at Have twice you? today. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. By who? Well. I'll tell you both As an adult, stories. Being shouted at by an well, adult is a very interesting experience. Is. I'll tell you, okay, but both are sort of cycling-based. Oh, right? okay, yeah. Uh, some people of the do heart, shout at cyclists. Well, some of the heartlands may, you know, some of the driving uh, listeners may be, you know, uh, the first person to shout at me probably had a point. Okay. But let me tell, I'll tell you the story and then we can do the tech stopping, I think, <laughs> off the back of it. So, so I couldn't ride my own bicycle to work today because I had to take Ian Rushton to yes. soft play. Oh, okay. So I couldn't do the pram and the bike at the same time. Oh, right, yeah. So we had a lovely time at soft play. He liked the ball pit. He went down, probably the biggest slide of his life. Yeah. Huge moment Amazing. for Ian Rushton and his career. He'll be really ill now he's been in the ball he pit. He does have, he already got a rash on his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah within <laughs> half an hour, like, what's that? If you want Why to make <laughs> your child ill, put them in a ball pit. Why does he look like a tomato? Why does he look like Alan Brazil, is what I thought. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so I, I then left him with his mum and I uh, got an e-bike to, oh, uh, to work. Yeah. Um, but I had to stop off somewhere else first on the way. And so I'm on the e-bike and I'm at one of those crossings where it's the, it's the green man for both ways, right? Oh, so there's no right. cars are going. Okay. And there are no pedestrians there. Mm. And I thought, and, and I'm, you know, I'm a good cyclist, I'm a safe cyclist, but I'll go. No, no one else is going. There's another cyclist going the other way, doing the same thing. Oh, okay. Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> as, we're, as we're crossing, it goes green for him, and he's turning left, and I'm going straight on, so we're now next to each other, and he stares at me. He stares at me, and he's got a, he's got a real Ronnie Pickering vibe about oh, okay. him. And I said, is everything all right? And uh, uh, producer John has told me to leave out the Fs and the Cs oh, from oh, this. Wow, anyway, okay. so he went straight in with, it sees like you on those F-seeing bikes. Wow. Yeah, 
They make really? me angry. They are not. I'm not all right with you. You. FC. Wow. Did he recognise you? Did <laughs> he, he know your work? <laughs> I hated Soccer AM in 2009. <laughs> so then I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, but the trouble was, we were both cycling at about the same pace. Oh, so, so, for a, so for a good, I mean, I'm, it probably was only about a minute, but yeah. it felt like an hour. Yeah. I said, well, there's not a lot we can do. You know, I said, are, are you okay? He went, no, I'm not okay, you Wow, he'd had a bad morning. He really had, and his face was like honestly puce. Yeah, it was like my son's face after being in a ball pit. <laughs> so then I, but then, so I actually found this. Now I'm finding yeah. it quite funny. Yeah, it was aggressive, aggressive at the time. Didn't help the situation that I'm cycling. I'm in hysterics next to a man cycling at me, uh, cycling along. With, it's like we're friends cycling next to each other. It's a bit like when you say goodbye <clears throat> to someone on a night out, and mm, then you see both them. go the same yeah. way. So he's still he's staring at me while cycling along, oh, but I'm sort of now standing my ground, thinking this is. Yeah. Quite yeah, funny. Yeah. So eventually, I just say, "There's nothing we can do about it now. Have a lovely day." And he, Whoa, that was <laughs> Sarah, a what a line! That's a really bad thing to say. <laughs> Have I tuned into Jeremy Vine? Yeah. You haven't. No. <laughs> and he said, he just went, "F off, you see." I was wow. like, "Okay." So I cycled off. Um, I hope that was. A, is that enough? I mean, yeah, I, hope I, think I, understand I reckon people can work out. Yeah, there you, you join the dots, everybody. <laughs> um, so I cycled off, and I thought that was an interesting experience. And I sort of went through things in my head that I could have said or didn't say. Mm. But um, I, uh, I, <laughs> I parked the bike, and you know those, those, but you had to park them sensibly. So I parked it right up against a hedge. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, and you have to take a photo of it. You take a photo of it. Parked it right up my side of the hedge. So you're allowed to park it there because when you're not, it says you're not allowed to park it here. And you're like, oh god, I've got to cycle 24 miles to park it. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so it's yeah. absolutely fine. So I leave the bike. I'm walking. I'm, you know, I'm walking to a, yeah. a cafe, and then a man, a tiny oh, Irishman, God. walks out of his house and says, "Are you parking it there?" Oh, you're do, doing, doing the voice. Is that allowed? Not allowed. No, it's allowed. <laughs> Barry, I'm, I'm, some of my best friends, some of my best colleagues here are Irish. <laughs> I said, "Yeah." He says, "You can't park it there." And I said, "Well, I can park it there." <laughs> and he went, "It's outside my house." I said, oh, "Okay." Yeah, okay. I said, "Is that is that a problem?" Oh, he said, right. "Yes." I said, "Why?" He said. Because it's outside yeah. my house. See, I'm on, I'm on the other person's side on both of okay, these well, no, stories. Well, no, that's what I mean. I said, but it wasn't like in his doorway. I would it was want like, it outside you, my house. You wouldn't be able to see it outside his window because of the hedge was so tall. There's no way he'd know unless he was yeah. looking at his front door. He's sick of people right? parking there, Max. And he went, move it over there. And I said, well, the trouble is I can't now because I've locked the bike. It's not my bike uh, anymore. I mean, I can move it. I said, well, right. of course you can move it. It's not mine. Yeah. I don't mind anymore. And he said, move it. I was like, he's tiny, he was about 80, he was about sort of four foot one. Anyway, so I thought, okay. I said, all right, I'll move it. I mean, I don't see this being a problem, but I wasn't going to get very far in the conversation because I was saying, why is it a problem? It's outside my house. Yeah. Why is that a problem? It's because it's outside my house. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah, a problem. So anyway, I just was, anyone else been shouted at today? And oh, please, oh, what a lovely idea. Yeah, it's a really nice idea. Yeah. But we don't want her indoors. Come on. What's something better than that? Have you been shouted when at? When did you last shout at an adult? Can we have the other side, the flip side of the story as well? Max, that- people, if you wanted to, if you shout, if you were the shouter. Oh, yeah. Have you shouted at nice. Were that'd you that man nice. on the bicycle? In which case, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's talk spot, not talk cyclist, says Jim. Um, Dan says, is there time for a bit of time difference today? Mm. Show the mainstream audience what real radio production is. Go there's get always, it. Nuts there's always for time for time difference. Always time for time difference. Um, uh, Lord uh, uh, Leeds Woody says, Max and Charlie on a Tuesday. What time is chicken racing? Oh, yeah, when is autobiography nice. wars? What a treat, says Kelly. Nice. Look, we've got some fans. This is nice, isn't it? If anyone listen in, anybody's angry with me, um, but you know, for those stories, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe you, you know, I was wrong twice. But I thought it was quite aggressive. I think you were. I think you were wrong twice. I think okay. you. I don't think that man needed to say those things to you. But I don't. I think especially parking outside someone's house. What do you mean? Like, I don't park someone's in his doorway. House. People live in the city. I'm aware they in live the in the city, city. You know. So what? What's he going to do? Like, he can't look at a bike outside his window. Could even I've see upset, the bike. I've upset one ex the city fan already. Yeah. That's good. Just had a text That's from him. Okay. That's always Charlie. Good, you're one it? of my favourite people on Talksport. Okay. So it's one of those, you know, sandwiches bad. I didn't read it. I wasn't reading it. Whenever you take an unprovoked swipe at the Grecians, it hurts a little more. Yeah. Being from a family with both Torquay and Exeter supporters, I feel we should be nicer to each other. No. Up the city and girls. Or Exeter City. Uh, um, on top of everything else, Max, Latin, counting, beach, combing, <laughs> Cambridge, Don, microwave, thief, yeah, self-declared true. man of the people, brunch arranging, blokes on tour, flim, mm. flammer, you're bloody cyclist, being wow. nice to everyone you've offended. Be a normal person and take your shouting out like a wimp without being a smiley, appalling Irish impersonator. Wow. Go get it. Go get it, can't stop there it. There we are. I got shouted at for driving my van in Richmond Park this morning. Yes, it's not allowed, but it was a massive shortcut, says yeah. Rob. 
Um, Darren in Brecon shouting, Max and Charlie's the best thing on talk sport. I are. did get shouted at the other day. I was going for a run, Max. Right, okay, uh, well done. Yeah, I've been running, mm-hmm. um, and I was running, and there was a lot of traffic behind me, a lot of traffic behind me because I was running down a country lane. Okay, yes. But they didn't shout, the traffic didn't shout, a cyclist coming the other way said, you should, you should run facing the traffic. Oh, yeah. And I no, shouted a good back point. at them. What did you say? I can't say on air, Max. <laughs> can't you, say on air. Are you going fast enough to be far away from them? No, no I'm, not still... very, I'm not very fast right no, 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 no. Okay. No, well, look, there's we go. there we go. Have you been shouted at today? Yeah, that's tonight, very nice. At Max yeah. Rushton. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, let's take a look at the biggest football topic of the day with Nissan Vans, which is that... Um, uh, Cambridge United are 1-0 up against Gillingham uh, already after two minutes. Is that all the reaction I'm That's getting? That's all you're getting. Yeah. That's all you're getting. Um, Pre-season um, doesn't count. Uh, uh, this is from uh, Kev. says, I was shouted at today by several people. I couldn't hear them because I had my earpods in listening to Metallica. Oh, yeah, that's good. I idea. didn't realise I was causing a five-car tailback in a car park. One car was so close to me, I sensed it and turned round oh. in, in horror. Um, yeah. and lots of people are saying this. I shouted at some numpty who left their bike outside uh, my house. Okay, Paddy in Cork, really good. What was the other cyclist, Andy Jacobs? Sounds like <laughs> it's kind of reaction to a trivial incident. Um, anyway, there we are. Max has become an annoying Aussie. He doesn't even realise it. Thanks so much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Liam Stourbridge has been in touch. Oh, yeah. I shout cyclists for no reason whatsoever. They oh. deserve it. Go live in Amsterdam, <laughs> says Lee. Um, right, is it a big cycling... Oh yeah, city Amsterdam is it? It's a great place for. Well, so is Oxford. That's true. Yeah. Oxford, they don't want they don't want cars in Oxford. No, they, don't, no, no, they no. just don't want them. Right? Is that a problem? It's probably good no, for the environment. It's, it's it? a problem just if I'm some... trying to drive into Oxford, well, Max. Maybe don't don't try that. Right. Well, you know? gonna... The world is burning. It's good to it's good okay, to cycle. Yeah. Um, Graham and Alfie from Five say, so "Woman just shouted at me. Oh, How nice. rude!" She shouted. I'm down the beach with my dog Alfie. This woman's kids were playing. Alfie decided to do his business right in front of them. I had no poo bags so I had to walk off she screamed at me I felt so ashamed I did however just get a bag from someone else I will get it on my way back if you could keep us informed yeah. On whether you've got it, I'm, ju- I, I'm judging you there, Graham. Yeah, Alfie. I think you've got to take I the bags. You've got, you've got to have the bags. You know what you do there? The poo's in sand. You could cover it in sand yeah. and move it away from the children. That could blind those children. That's what can happen with dogs. When poo. I was on uh, local radio, as, oh, yeah. uh, I'm always surprised people that I was on that, and we'll end up back there almost certainly. Um, obviously, you have to do reports on dog mess a lot. Mm. And uh, I was once dog doing... mess and cycling feels yeah, like yeah, a very yeah, local yeah, radio. It really does. That's where we're trying to take Hawksby and Jacobs down. That's where we want this show to end. And um, yeah, so I was interviewing. You know, there was dog walk. I was out at six in the morning. Oh, yeah. You know, to, to do a little vox pop. Oh, lovely! And this man's dog did his business, and I was like, you know, and he walked off, and I just said, "Hey, look, I'm, I hate to do this, but like, that's your mess. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? There's been complaints in this park." And he looked quite. Sort of, he just didn't really know what to do, so he just sort of bent down and just picked Not up with his hands, bare hands. Oh, hands. No, no, I was like, oh no, dear, no, I didn't no, mean to no. do that. Sorry about that. So sorry to that chap. I've I, used I a hope... receipt before. I've used a receipt. Yeah. Um, all sorts I've used. It's been quite a big receipt. Yeah, well, no, I just put it around. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. Isn't it? Is, this isn't a conversation. Yeah, to have. Yeah, that's really sweet. I mean, you really want your, you know, your dog's got to be regular for the receipt to work, hasn't it? <laughs> Let's be fair. Yeah. What have you used? No, 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 no. no, no we no, don't no. want that. No, thank uh, you. Eight ten eighty nine at Max Russian <laughs> at Baker's Tweet. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hi, Max. Says this text. I once saw a man catch his. T- <laughs> Catch this dog's business oh, into a bag. Not it touched the ground. Put me off 99s for a good six months. Good to meet you and Ian Rushton on London Fields the other day. All the best, Adam and Baby Deanie. Oh, nice. uh, name no relation to Troy. Yeah, I was oh, obviously nice. thought. One more of these? Sean not, says, it's I'm not just, talk dog mess. I'm just sat in my car about to partake in a tea bay artisan sausage Very roll. Nice. Oh, and nice. looking at it now, I can only see Charlie's receipt. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I had on me. <laughs> all I had on me was a receipt. Voice. Sorry about that, Sean. Anyway, um, yeah, we don't want to do those all show, but I mean, actually, little part of me does. But there we go. Here we go. I've just big... thought of another story then that <laughs> I wanted right. to tell. But I'll it's tell right. We've got we'll time. T- we'll tell it later We've got on. Time. Tell it later we? on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, my dog, Walter the Whippet, ate one of my other half's pop socks. Oh, and lo okay. and behold, an hour after his tea, he packaged <laughs> his own yeah. upon oh, it. That's, that's very nice. <laughs> it's a great idea. It's on Dragon's Den, isn't it? 
I used a face mask once. It was quite good during the oh, pandemic when you, had, when you had face yes. masks all the time. Mm, that is true. More likely to have a face mask it's, than a I mean, it's bag. one use or the other, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I yeah. I didn't, it wasn't a reusable one. It wasn't one of those ones. Oh, I'm in the chemist. Quick, get one on. I think we should move on from this topic. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, all. Max Rushton and Charlie Baker here until four. Stop talking about dog maskers, Dan Wolf. Okay, you know, that's all right. That's the sort of thing Channel 5 News will lead on, isn't it? I'd oh, imagine. Yeah, we, actually, we need a top story for tonight. <laughs> dog mask or a cyclist shouted at Max. Oh, I've just been shouted at a bit this morning, Dan. Dan Walker is in the studio. Hello, Welcome everybody. Television yes. you got, you, as a cyclist, you got shouted I got, at. As a cyclist. Cyclist. That's probably uh, my fault. By a cyclist. By a sort of Ronnie Pickering. What did you do? Uh, so I went through a red light, but not... A bad red light. Was it a sort of bang on the window type thing? No, no, it was no, another no. cyclist. I know, but was a cyclist. I was cycling. Cyclist on cyclist oh, crime. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> wow. It was, it was cyclist this is on intense. cyclist crime. It was pretty heavy. Yeah, he called me all the words. Did he sort of cycle alongside you and shout well, at you yeah. while well, he was that going? was the issue. We were going at the same speed afterwards for quite a long time. And so I was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't, that didn't... If you that, shouted, I know you are a Brim, Brompton rider, aren't you? Well, no, Dan, I, I got a go yeah. cycle. A bit, oh, so I, I found Brompton was a little bit, you know... Wow. Few the show is sponsored by yeah. Brompton. By okay, yeah. so, uh, one of my favourite cycles. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here, Dan? What, I'm, what I'm here. Why are you here? I'm here to talk about um, a golf day that oh, I do with the one and only Danny Willett. I was trying to get Danny Willett to come wow. on, oh, right. um, but he's just texted to say uh, he, champion. He's on, he's on the twelfth, Danny Willett. So he says he oh. might struggle to come on, but we might try and. Well, yeah, get him involved. I mean, yeah, why not? Essentially, we're both um, involved in a charity in Sheffield, Sheffield Children's Hospital, which is a brilliant place. Uh, we all know about Great Ormond Street, but Sheffield Children's Hospital is one of three specialist hospitals in the UK, but doesn't have the PR and the marketing that Great Ormond Street does. But it still treats kids from not just Sheffield, all across Yorkshire, across the UK and yeah. around the world. An amazing place filled with the best staff on the planet, but like many hospitals, they don't have the technology that matches the quality of the staff. So yeah. for the last few years, I've been uh, raising money through various golf days and occasions. And uh, Danny's manager had the idea of doing Danny against Dan yeah. on the golf course, which seems a little so unfair. because he's champion. Yeah. yeah. Just against, against an idiot. You know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, who was playing the Open Championship last week. So Is he going to present Channel 5 News? If he loses, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the booby prize. Well, that's great. Uh, so, uh, essentially, we've got 12 teams. Um, 12 of them will play for Danny. 12 of them will play for me. Got a bit of a challenge going on. But hopefully, the, the plan is to raise something in the region of 40, 50 grand for the hospital. Right. So, should be a brilliant day. Do you want me to tell you who's coming? We've got yeah, 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 is it littered please, with yeah, celebs? Yeah. Oh, is it, 
I can't believe you're not there, Max. So, well, I was going to say, I was, I was going to complain, and then it's in people, Rotherham is a bit of a way, it's a bit of a hike for me. <laughs> have people paid to play with, because that can be sometimes disappointing. Yeah, which, what do you mean? Sometimes. I mean, there's, well, there's, I've, if, if you I've see the big names. No, no, I've had this, right, where I, was, <laughs> I went to introduce myself to my three ball, and yeah. they were like, then I got a clue who I was. No, no, and then no. I think, you know, Chris Evans and Jasper Carrot are walking next to each yeah. other down to like the 15th and the 16th. They're like, hang on a second, why haven't yeah. we got him? It's just one of those. It's one of those things that dawns on you. I remember talking to Frank Skinner once in an interview, and he said, "No matter how famous you are, there'll be a time in your life where you're sat in a bookshop with hundreds of things that you've written in front of you, and nobody in the queue. It's that sort of. Oh, it's that sort yeah. of moment where you have to explain yeah. to somebody, yeah. I'm, 'I'm afraid I'm your celebrity.' So it's a light-hearted yeah. look at football on yeah. Saturday morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably uh, of its time, but anyway, the likes of. Let me tell you, yeah. um, we've got uh, Sam Quick, uh, Ken Doherty, Oliver Lovely. Phelps. He of um, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter fame, yeah, of course. So far. Uh, the legend that is Paul Dickoff, Rob Lee, uh, David Hurst, Lovely. Brian Gunn, uh, Ian Dowie, Brian McFadden, Chris Wilder. So it's, it's, it's a strong list, so far, though, isn't yeah, it? Very it's a strong good list. so far. Max yeah. Rushton until he pulled out. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Was not asked. I just don't like hospitals. <laughs> I, I, don't want to. And is it match play or stroke? What is it? Uh, it's so uh, four in a team. You get to play with a celeb. Somebody will get to play with Danny. Uh, some unfortunate three ball has to play with me. And then um, yeah. essentially best two scores out of four. And then, but I think it's we got some amazing auction prizes. People have been so generous in giving prizes to do at the end of the day. We're going to do a bit of a Q and A. But it's just you know what it's like. You, it's that opportunity to have a day with yeah, an actual superstar like Danny Willett who. Um, I still remember the year he won the Masters. Um, I, I rang him up the day uh, after, before my golf day. I said, "Listen, you're the Masters champion now. You don't have to come." And he went, yeah. "Mate, I'm there." And he's a, it, that's the sort of person yeah, he is. Good. He turned up. He donated loads of money on the day. And I, I love spending time with people like that who are genuine, authentic, and, and really care about the people who live in the place that not, they live. Not to mess with your format, but yeah. I think you know when people play a chess and they play against like 25 different. Oh people, yeah. Danny Willett should just play one hole and then everyone gets to play that hole with Danny Willett. What, what, what he do just you plays, do? What do you he just, throwing a format change in like two he days He just before. plays that hole all day and you all and you get to play. But the, he actually loves anyone, playing golf, Danny, If anyone so. can beat Danny over that hole, idea. they get a, they get a yeah. prize. Yeah, that's a, that's well, a great we've, idea. We've got a little beat the pro, uh, another pro, okay. a lovely guy called Neil Wayne. Right. Okay. Like if you, anyone in the Stoke area, he's a very good golf coach around okay. there. Is he one of the... One of the celebs. He, he's, he's the pro who's going to come and he's going to play one hole and you have to try and beat him oh, on that hole. Are. There so, we go. That was yeah. the idea. And Danny there gets to are. play with his friends. Oh, and great. He's okay. on, I think he's on a stag do at the minute, Danny. So that's, oh. that's probably so when, my only so chance. When he says he's on the 12th, does he mean 12 pints? No, he's, he is playing golf today. Oh, okay. um, but he, yeah. I think if he's on a stag do, he shouldn't play golf. That's not yeah, fair yeah. on Danny, will it? Is it? You know? Golfers on their day off. Yeah, absolutely. Go and work in an the office. The one issue with the golf days is the big prize is always a golf bag. Or some golf clubs. It's the one thing that everyone in the room has, isn't it? Should be a yeah. different bag. Already got that. Yeah, well, I've got, this, I don't want that. I, I'm with you on that because in the past my prizes have been things like a mattress. Yeah, that's oh, good. Like that's a really good. nice mattress. Oh, yeah. Pair, yeah. pair of yeah. shoes. Really nice. Who doesn't? Um, yeah. What else have we done? Some really rogue stuff like cider. Just a massive crate yeah, of cider. Yeah. Um, Louis. Yeah, new lawnmower would be nice, wouldn't it? My, no, my mate good. called Louis is who's listening to Talk Sport. He says, um, "I'm a, a bit disappointed um, that I've not got an invite to your golf day." So can he come? Is, uh, is he well, famous? He, no, he, he's lovely. He's a very good golfer. I'll take him. Okay. I have a question. You're in. I have a question for you, Dan. Yeah. You, you host the news now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you don't work in sport anymore. Well. Oh, okay. okay. Well, oh, you haven't got bre talk sport breakfast, have you? <laughs> you haven't got the, you haven't <laughs> got the warm up on Saturday. I'm really Sunday. sorry to say, this guys. This is, this is my on. new show. Oh, right. <laughs> this isn't even our show. <laughs> no. We're trying to get this show. You got Nicky before we got it. Oh, my question was going to be this. But not working in sport does mm. it make you because when you work in it the magic goes a little bit because you meet all the people and they're not you know they're nice yeah. but they're no they're not sort of you know otherworldly they're just people and so and also it's not your escapism because you're working it all the time when you take a step away from it can you enjoy it a bit more yeah I, I genuinely I've loved this summer um, you know, I've got three kids 16, 14 and, and 12 that's not their names but it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to think yeah. through it isn't it yeah, it's yeah. really good for one year <laughs> and then the rest of it doesn't really work and um, like our 12 year old Joe it's been lovely to see him sort of fall in love with the ashes and ultimately yeah. be disappointed oh. but but I think it, and you know the, the, they're all excited about watching the Lionesses in the World Cup mm. and it's just you know, I, I was a kid who grew up watching Linford Christie and Sally Gunnell and yeah. Boris Becker and Nick Faldo and I it was such a part of my childhood and as somebody who's worked in sport for like 20 years and hopefully will continue to do so, it's lovely to you know watch Wimbledon with them and see them have that lovely yeah. excitement and, and see him talk to his mates about, you know, um, Joss Butler or 
um, Joe Root doing something special on, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. on the on the Ashes field. So I, I'm really enjoying watching them fall in love with sport in the same way that I did. But I, I don't know what you guys were like. I was absolutely obsessed with the Adrian yeah, Clark well, series. Yeah, so. Grandstand, though, isn't it? Yeah, grandstand. Oh, but it was just sat with, shooting that was my, all yeah. afternoon. My yeah, sat- yeah, yeah. Someone said to me, what do you used to do on Saturdays? Well, I used to get up, I'd watch... <laughs> Wrestling, St. Greaves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Transworld Sport, yeah. uh, um, Football Italia, yeah. and then um, I'd, I'd just settle down and watch you know, Ray French commentate yeah. on the Rugby League. My dad would send me down the shops to get a little bag of wine gums, and that yeah. was that was my Saturday. Oh, then Dukes of Hazard came on. And the A-Team. Birthday parties have to be. Wasn't it better in the old days? Oh, life was good. Then. Sorry, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm no, not saying I'm not saying that. It's just that was just my chance. So, so what's the new gig then, Dan? Uh, yeah. I, oh, come on, Dan. Well, I, can, I I can't. I just hope that I'll be involved in sports. Oh, right, I see. Okay. Is there yeah. one that we will find out about? I mean, just generally interested. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay. I, I don't know. Wow. It could happen. It might happen. It might not happen. Who knows? Yeah. Always wow. could have been some breaking news. Nearly could have been. All right. Oh well, that's good. We've done everything we need to do. You, I so read in the Star today that you, because we were talking about me being uh, shouted at my bike. You also got knocked off your bike, didn't you? I no? Did oh, back in February. Still, yeah. and how are you? Because it got all Wait, smashed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you ever? Have you ever? I know you are a cyclist. Are you a cyclist? Uh, yes, well, I am. Yeah, have you ever fallen off and landed on your face? Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, because it the the face looks awful, doesn't it? But it does actually heal quite quickly. So yeah. I was I was back on telly ten days later, but I've, I landed. Yeah. I don't want to go on about it, but I landed really. You to I will. Be. I'm going to yeah. now. Yeah. I landed really heavily on my right hip, Ooh. and I've got like um, I think I've pushed a, a disc out a little oh, bit because no. every time I sit down, when I stand up from this, you watch me when I walk yeah, yeah. off. Yeah. I have to sort of jog off like I'm trying to loosen up because my I've got nerve damage down the right side of my body, oh. so my my hamstring starts shaking whenever I stand up from being sat down. So hopefully I'll, it will settle down. Yeah, but it's a bit weird, right? Yeah, yeah, but like the nervousness of getting back on, yeah. right? Because I've never been knocked yeah, off, but I've been, like it's it. been close, right? Well, this is the good and, thing. And because the ner- the, when that happens, you do get the fear. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the, this is why I'm very thankful that I don't remember a thing. I remember arriving at the roundabout. I looked to my right. I saw a gap, and then I woke up. 25 minutes later on the tarmac with mm. two lovely guys from the ambulance and a, and a policeman. And um, I can't remember anything between those two points. And I think if I did, I might struggle to get yeah, back on a yeah. bike. But the number of people who have come up to me since and said exactly what you've said, how hard was it to get back on? And for me, the first roundabout I came to, I was a bit like, oh, come on, son, you can do yeah, this. Yeah. But actually, I've not even thought about it. I think that's because I've got no flashback. Yeah, now, it could now, be a Max real is issue now. Really, yeah. But what are you like? What are you going to be like getting back on the bike now you've been shouted at by Angry Man? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I sort of found it quite funny, I'll oh, be honest. I, I forgot to ask you about, what was the dog poo thing? We've, oh, got not, we've not got time for it. Come on. Is it, it about people it's, hanging their bags on no, trees and leaving it? Got a is break. that what you do? No, I do is not. I, Dan Walker hangs I, his dog That's the one thing. Litter that's and dog annoying. poo. They're yeah, the two things annoying. that make me angry. Really? Yeah. I think we can leave dog poo now at 2 o'clock. We've done an hour? We've done an okay, hour. Okay, fine. But Dan seemed to like it. You watch Channel 5 News tonight. Five at five. I'll be there. It'll be three of the five at five. It'll be that. Thank you very much for having me, by the way. Cheers, Dan. Good luck with the day. Rotherham Golf Club on Thursday. Thank you, Dan. Oh, I've just knocked my headphones off. I'm so excited. This, Thanks, sorry, I won't get this job now, will <laughs> no. I? Thank you to Danny Willett and to everybody else who's been involved, and it's all for the Sheffield Children's Hospital. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Oh, I was sort of dancing to that. It got a bit yeah. quiet, wasn't it? It's nice, isn't it? I it's just think... Paul or Andy picked this. Andy picked the tunes, doesn't he? Andy Jacobs says, I've got a, I've got a good brand though, new good vibe. lick to listen to. That's what Andy Jacobs says. Yes, Johnny? I think we need to stop going on about the ashes about how we should have won it. I think it's... I think they probably asked the question, though, aren't they? That is sounding embarrassing, though, now, isn't it? Do you think? It sounds embarrassing. I don't think it does. It's like you need to get over it now. Move on. Okay. They should probably play the fifth test. Yeah, they probably should. But whenever I ask the question, it just just sounds bitter now. They're better than that. Okay. They're better than that. There's a, lot than... To, there's a lot to play for on this fifth test. I know there is. Yeah. I know there's. But in, but to keep going, well, it's a moral victory. We would have won it. You know, I think we would have won it. Yeah, but you didn't win the first two tests because you batted like idiots. So wow, it's your own fault. Wow, that's strong, isn't it? But they're playing on vibes, and I'm re- I'm just totally <laughs> like with that. them. I'm, I'm with the playing I'm style. With Absolutely them on vibes. I think vibes are more important than winning. But you can't play on vibes and then go, yeah, but we were playing on vibes when you lost. <laughs> I'm happy for them to do it. You know. Hey, let's introduce Susie Ruffle, oh, the yes, comedian please. who's got a new podcast, oh, Big great. Kick Energy. Uh, it's going on with the Women's World Cup. She joins us now. Hey, Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good. Do you think what's more important, vibes or winning when it comes to elite sport? Mm. 
Um, I'm going to say winning. Oh, okay. But I like to do it with good vibes. Okay. So I don't know if I can do sort of a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah, I think you're allowed to. That's the per- that's Thanks. the perfect way, isn't it? It's to that not have a it's not to have a toxic environment with bullying and throwing people under the bus and all that and still winning. I reckon it's possible. And I think people would be... Ha- what we're all searching for, I don't want to get too deep too quickly, Susie, is, is eternal happiness, right? And that's how... <laughs> that's, that's true. That's how we'd get it. And that's what I've come on to talk about. Yeah, I'm right. good. What is the secret to eternal happiness? Alternatively, tell us about your podcast, Big, Big Kick Energy. Yes. Do you know what? They, 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 they merge because I think if you listen to my podcast, it will bring you some more happiness. That's so that's, that's the start. So... Um, I, I know that you guys both know Maisie Adam, mm-hmm. who is a fantastic comedian and also a massive football fan. And uh, we we watched some of the uh, we, we obviously all watched the Euros last uh, the year before last with the women doing so brilliantly and being so fantastic. And so as we were leading up to the Women's World Cup, uh, Maisie texted me one day and said, how excited are you? And I said, I feel very excited, but I feel a little bit embarrassed by how little I know. Uh, yeah. And so Maisie said, well, what about if we do a podcast that is for people that likes that, that are into the game? Because Maisie knows all the stats. She knows about all the players. She mm. knows about all the fixtures. She knows about players in other teams. Uh, she's got the and she's, she's become mates with Jill Scott. Jill Scott texted her the other day. Wow. It's huge. It's huge. But um, but but also for people who maybe feel like sports hasn't always been accessible to them mm. or maybe they feel a bit like. They find the men's game a bit overwhelming to go mm-hmm. and watch uh, to go and watch men play. I've seen quite a lot of football. I do really enjoy it, but I sometimes find it quite a hostile atmosphere. I don't think I'll be the first person yeah. to say that. But I think the brilliant thing about the women's game is that it has become something that is really family friendly and something that's become a very positive place to go with your kids for the day. You're not really going to hear horrible language. You're not really going to hear anything offensive. People don't get very drunk which i've heard they can do at the mm. men's game and so we wanted to create a podcast that's really about celebrating uh not just the women's world cup but the lionesses and about this sort of move that's happening within football now where people are really getting behind the women's game and i'm there asking the stupid questions making sure that uh that everyone that's coming along for the podcast ride knows as much as as Maisie does so we can all feel like when we're watching the matches we know a little bit about the players we know uh you know we we know where where we're where we're ranked and things like that we know what's coming up and uh and yeah just to really get behind it and get excited about it yeah it's, it's really it's really important that that you know I mean if you listen to me do any interviews about cycling or Formula One or pretty much any sport I ask a lot of stupid questions and it's and it's really <laughs> but it is really important that there I think there's a sense within football there's certainly a kind of i'm not sure what the right word is a hubris or something about it or, or more just a kind of um people look down on you if you don't know everything and so if you're not kind of accepted into the club you don't know everything what you know you don't yeah. deserve to go you don't deserve to watch you haven't done your you know you, you don't have a 30 year history with it so you know you don't deserve it and actually what yes. we, what we want is every sport to be totally inclusive and accessible to everybody mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. I mean, if you just look, you know, I live in Brighton and uh, we've got the Seagulls here. And if just, you know, just down the road from where I live is where the Seagulls play. Yeah. And Katie Robinson, who is has made the England team this year, plays for them. We could go and see them as a family once the season starts and we could see a lioness on our doorstep and it won't cost the earth. And it's not good. And you don't have to have a season ticket. You don't have to have had that season ticket for 100 years in your family in order to be able to get into the ground. You can actually watch brilliant football and you can see people that are representing our country mm-hmm. for 15, 20 quid, yeah. which, you know, is, is unheard of. And that's the brilliant thing. I feel like in a way that the women's game is sort of democratised football in a way. It's so expensive to do anything to do with football. But actually going to see the women who play brilliant football... Is, is accessible for a whole family to do. And and I feel like lots of people are coming to the game now where you can go, oh, okay, so who is Lauren James and who does she normally play for? And she's yeah. a forward, okay. And it's okay to ask those questions and say, oh, okay, so we've got this really good goalie. Oh my God, who is Mary Earps? Well, who does she play for and what? And, and I think that I'm so keen to get into it and I'm so excited to learn and Maisie's so excited to share it. We've been we put out this podcast as sort of like, oh, let's see if this is a thing. Maybe it's something we could do 
you know, for a while we could get behind uh, women's football and, and follow them around. And maybe this is something Maisie and I would we could do together for, for fun. And then all of a sudden we put out two episodes and we're number six in the sports charts on Spotify. And people are really getting behind it and saying, oh, I... I, I felt a bit embarrassed that I didn't know enough, but now I feel like I know stuff about the about our team and about the other teams that I feel like I can really get behind it in a way that I couldn't before. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really really great idea. I will say that. I mean, we've known each other a while, Susie. We are friends. Yes, and we have. We, we have, are. We have, we have lots of um, we have lots of friends in, in common who are big football yep. fans. And I've always thought, oh, yeah, well, I'd love. I think Susie would love football. I do think she'd love football. And I'm so pleased you found a way into it that feels safe. I was going to say, will you now support Brighton? Will that be your your uh, WSL yeah, I mean, team? Yeah, I think it has to be. I think I've got to get Not behind... Not Portsmouth, because I know you're from Portsmouth originally. I but, am from Pompey. You know. I am from Pompey, it's true. But um, I live in Brighton now, and I think they're winning more. <laughs> Um, well, there we are. It's a good way to be with With the Talksport Heartlands to say I'm a massive glory hunter is exactly the right thing to say. Yeah, but that's what they want, right? It does make you question everything you think. Like, because immediately then I go, yeah, you know, you should support the people where you're from. You know, that's what it's all about. But why is it? You know, you can start questioning everything you you, you think about it. Plymouth is that who you support? Oh wow, what a kick in! No Devon. Known Susie 15 years. Yeah. If there was a Devon team, that would be definitely. Definitely, he'd be like, he'd be oh, the no, chairman. No, I, see, the chairman. I see pictures of you standing in Forget the stands. Forget it. Talky United. Hope see, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Talky United. Oh. You're allowed, That's you're allowed just basic geography. It's not. That's who not does, about football. I think who does Charlie Baker support is not like a, a thing that everyone should know. I know you want us to know that, Charlie. But what did you I mean? I'm getting behind the women's game. I'm not getting behind Charlie Baker. <laughs> yeah, good. He I've said it before. He doesn't need any more support. Look, we didn't play brilliantly against Haiti. Did we? No, a win's a win, tough. but we need to, you know, Serena needs to up it a bit. I think you're right, but I also think what happened was that Haiti was underestimated. True. Mm-hmm. I think that they were actually, that there, there were some really good players and their goalie was very good, even though she's 5'4", yeah. and she was like leaping into the air. And obviously we only got one because of the penalty, which we had to take twice. And yeah, I think that, um, I think we had shaky legs, but it's worth noting that, you know, in the Euros, we, we lost... Uh, one nil to Austria, and and that wasn't the most confident performance um, a, a, of the tournament for us. So maybe we're starting in the same place as we did then, and and we just need to get a bit more confidence amongst the team. But we have got, you know, the team has changed dramatically since uh, we've lost a lot of big stars. Yeah. But we just need, you know, so a lot of these people are playing, a lot of these girls are playing, you know, for the not for the first time, but playing with this sort of eyes on them. It's going to be massively nerve-wracking. We don't have those big characters that we had in the Euros, but I think we just need to let them take a breath. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and I think it's going to be a brilliant tournament, and I think that they are. Uh, I, I think we're going to go quite far. Yeah, we're we're, we're lacking goals. Um, uh, I think uh, Russo needs to sort of just relax a bit. Okay. I so I think I would play James all day long. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yes, um, I think that they should bring bring Russo on slightly later. Yeah, and get Rachel Daly on. She, mm-hmm. I mean, if you want, if you want some goals. Yeah. Sounding like, a, sounding like a pundit, Sound Susie. Like expert. Although I look down in like Charlie, a pundit. You know your I've stuff. got massively into it. <laughs> good, it's good I've news. I've got massively into it. I love it. Before people yell at you, we did beat Austria 1-0. It doesn't matter. I know the point you're trying to make that we didn't I said, start. I said we beat Austria 1-0, didn't I? No, no, I think you said lost, but I didn't want to correct you because I didn't want to be Sorry. on the point. But then I just didn't want no, the panic no, no. in action. There <laughs> no, it is. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm not on Twitter so people can go wild. Oh, good. Good for you. Good for you. Oh, it's a hellscape. It really is. I took two months off. It was Marvellous. No, um, you're absolutely right. Sorry, we won. Yeah, but we, but we weren't Sorry. brilliant. You're right. But I'm making the same. I mean, the point I'm making is it was it was one nil then, and it was one nil yeah. in in this tournament, and hopefully that means that um, you know it's just a starting place. We've got the three points. That's what we needed. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Come up, well, obviously the team's called Weeds United. Thank you, Philip. Oh, um, nice. John says um, Manu Noya uh, from John the Villa fan. Antoine Grassman. Uh, Jose, really nice. Jose, Jose Mourinho. I yeah, guess yeah. that works. Put your, put uh, your names on them. Remember to put your names on them. Yeah, Flymo Salah. Um, uh, Antoine Grassman. Bruce Grobagalar. Come on, <laughs> come on, Kev. Wayne Pruney. Okay, that's nice. Wayne Pruney. That's good, isn't it? That's very nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Oh, that's lots. That's too many. It's muddy, is it? 
Okay, fine. Um, Patrick Verger. Verge, uh, yeah, okay. yes, nearly, okay. yes. Yeah, I could see Henry Lansbury giving something back to grassroots who work <laughs> on Nick the Villa fan. Um, <laughs> what's Philip nice. Loam? I don't know what that Loam. is. Like. Loam is a type of soil. Is that right? Okay, Sorry. thank you, Pete. Loam. Oh, is it Pete? Is it Pete? Yeah. Is it Pete? Well, it says, that's from Pete. It's not a type Edinburgh. of Pete. No, it's, it's not a type of, of Pete. Uh, anyway, you can keep those coming, please, for a little bit. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've had lots of texts. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Think, Nile Hydrangea, Helder Compostiga. You're never quite sure how many people are listening. No, and you say, knows. give us your garden yeah. footballers. Yeah, and there we go, bang. Joey, uh, Benedict, Ross Barkley, Nelly, Danny Drink, Watering Can, come on. <laughs> Christian Hall, surely Ange Compostoglu oh, that's would nice. manage this I side. Very one. good. Compost no one said Ricardo Gogu. Gardner. I'm switching to classic FM, says Adam. <laughs> Jimmy Floyd, Watering Can, says Oliver. It's really? gone off topic, though. We asked for soil and footballers. We did. How about Trowel Jimenez, says Jack, the Wolves fan. Yeah, there, <laughs> we'll take good. that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's go live to Nutsford Services. Services. Here's Coldplay. Oh, and here's your host. Oh. Interesting, Coldplay playing live. They don't do that on a Saturday, yeah. but they do in the week. Nice. Bigger audience, isn't it? We can join our host for time difference. Ian, Dance Danter. Welcome, Dance. Hello, Dance. I can't believe you've sent me to Nutsford on a Tuesday. I for know. Goodness. Uh, well, well, you know, it's always time. Because well, apparently the there's sometimes time for time difference. Oh, absolutely outrageous. Always always uh, time. It is the game time. for those uninitiated who don't know where two contestants, Max Rushton Hello. and Charlie Baker, seated over there. Hello, Hello there. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi, they Dan. take Welcome. part in a game where there are five goals uh, directed their way. They have to guess what minute these famous goals hit the back yeah. of Has the anyone net. anyone told Ali McCoist it's his favourite part yeah, of the show, him and his family? Yes. He might well, not know it's on. It on. I'll, message him, I'll message him immediately and say, we're playing time difference right well, now. If that means you keep quiet for 20 seconds, that's brilliant, because <sighs> it means I can explain down the rest this. of the rules. Because as M- the M- goals McCarthy. go in, the goals are guessed at, then a margin shut up, a margin of error builds up. Over the five goals, whoever has got the lowest score, a bit like the birthday spread, what? after five goals is the winner. Jeff Peters scores the birthday spread. He also scores time difference from wow. the nerve centre. The Hello, unique Jeff. scoring system of time difference. <laughs> You're Mars. You're Mars. Get, 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 get that fact. You're Mars. <laughs> very good Very good afternoon to you from the Ibiza nerve centre. Oh, oh, okay. Ibiza. He's going to Ibiza. Yeah, really good. Ooh, All right, so, we got time uh, for this? Have we got time for this? Don't know if we've got time for no, this. Let's play. Come on. Okay. Ooh, dance, that, get that, on with now it. Dance, you're, now on. you're questioning whether you've got dance, time for it. That's it. a rum deal. Anyway, I will say to Charlie Baker, mm. which hand is my phone in? Your left hand. It is. Yeah. So you get the choice of going first you know or second. Because you have to talk to us and write at the same time. And I thought he's right-handed. Bang. Well, it, okay. Get matter. on with it, Dan. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, second, please. Okay, so here comes the first goal, everybody. You can play along wherever you're listening to Talk Sport right now. England beat Haiti in their Women's World Cup opener, Max. Yeah. Georgia Stanway scored the retaken penalty from the spot mm. in which Whoa. minute? Oh. Oofed. Oofed. I can't remember. Mm. What are you even doing on Talk Sport? Yeah, I know. I think it was the 38th minute. I think you're about right. All right, what say you, Charlie Baker? 36th minute. All right, let's hear it as it went in. Stanway will take the penalty, right-footed, and this time she scores! Take two! Georgia Stanway makes no mistake! Come on, England. All right, that went in in the 29th minute. Not far off, lads. What are the scores after goal one, Jeff Peters? It's Max 9, Charlie Seven. Charlie hasn't won this for over three months, but wow. he's in the league. Very true. <laughs> Maybe playing on a Tuesday will change that. Maybe. Let's see. Charlie, I'm with you next for goal two. Okay. We're going back to August, the start of last season in the EFL. No. Ismail Assar has just left Watford to join Marseille this week. You may remember this incredible goal he scored for Watford at West Brom. He scored from inside his own half at the Hawthorns to give Watford the lead. What minute did he do that in? What was the question? Not a, is I can't thought. believe I've got to repeat it. <laughs> West Brom won, Watford won, 8th of August last year. Who is Milo Sarr from inside his own it. half. Just, when? Oh, yeah, it was a good goal. He's saying a number. Goal. Uh, the 64th minute. Oh, what 50, say you, 51st, Max Rushton? 51st. 51st. Let's hear it as it went in. And that's a lovely touch by Sarr. He spotted Button off the line. Incredible! Sound second half. It does sound second half. Sound second half. I think I'm going to be good for Charlie. inspiration from nowhere. Nowhere, and from nowhere, 
their scores build quite significantly oh. because that was in the first oh. half, the 12th <laughs> minute. Oh. Jeff Peters, no. fingers and thumbs. At least you're on your sunbed so you can see your toes. <laughs> With beautiful shellac on as well. Max, 39 out onto 48. Charlie, oh. 52 out onto 59. Okay, oh, bit of a gap. Plenty bad. of time. Always yeah, time for time difference. Always time Sometimes for time for time Good game this, Goal isn't it? three takes us back to the World Cup in uh, Qatar. Right. Uh, Charlie on with you. Kylian Mbappe, also in the news this week, could be off to Saudi, could be off to Real, scored two penalties in the World Cup final against mm. Argentina. I want to know when he scored the one in open play, as in not extra time or penalty shootout. Max first, isn't it? You mean? Sorry, Max first. <laughs> Forgive me. 82. What say you, Charlie Baker? Was it late like that, was it? No, it was early. <laughs> 88. Let's hear it as he went in. Little give and go. Mbappe's in. Oh, it's 2 2. He scored twice in two minutes. And Kylian Mbappe has turned the World Cup final on his head. Eight, He's eight, good, Mbappe. Eight, they, should think about, they should think about buying him, people should. A billion. Uh, you were close, Max. Very, oh. You were both close. 81st Whoa. minute that went in. So two goals to go on time, time, time difference. Rubbish. Jeff Peters, time what difference. are the scores? It's Max 49, Charlie 66. <laughs> oh, God. I okay, love the unique so scoring system of time difference. 17 so in it. Right, time now you'll difference. both remember this game, or at least you should do. Mm -hmm. Going back to the 17th of May 2009, the conference playoff final oh, between Cambridge and mm, Torquay. That is a low blow. What a low that is a low blow. Now, that Charlie, is. if Which you can't one? get back in touch with this goal, Which I don't one? know what to do with you, frankly. Which Timothy one? Sills doubled Tim the goal's Sills. advantage against Cambridge in what minute? Carlisle looking for Benyon. Sills! Uh, I don't I need the commentary, like I need the minute. So Chris Harvey scored the first, did he? And then it's me, it's me, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the 79th minute. Yeah, sounds about right. 79 says Charlie. I guess 77. 77. 77. Let's hear it as it went in. <laughs> Carlisle checks instead. He's looking for Banyan. Sells. Torquay United are close to the promised land. So was Charlie closer than Max to his own team's goal? No, of course he wasn't. 75th minute. <laughs> Going wow. into the final goal. Jeff Peters, what are the scores? Well, uh, Max was three minutes off on that one, so he's on to 52. Charlie was four minutes off. He's on to 70. 18 in it, one to go. Yeah, all right. No so, okay. Max, you have to go first yeah. as this is the last one. Yeah. Now, of course, yesterday, the very sad news about Trevor Francis uh, passing away at the age of 69. I was at St Andrews on the 30th of October 1976 when Trevor scored a goal that was then nominated for goal of the season on match of the day against QPR. Beating Phil Parks at his near post. I want to know what minute he scored that goal that was nominated for goal of the season, Max. 39th minute. Okay, Charlie Baker, what say you? The 57th, 58th minute. Let's hear it as it went in. Here's Francis. <coughs> Turning McClintock nicely. Fights well! Oh, well, what about that? Oh, what about that? What a brilliant goal. And that goal went in. Yeah. In the 68th oh, minute. And finally, finally, Tuesday. finally, I think Charlie Baker <laughs> can Tuesday. celebrate, Jeff Peters. It's finished. Max 81, Charlie 80. Charlie is the winner, and he can do it on a cold Tuesday yes. afternoon at Talksport. <laughs> I can HQ. only do it in the week. I've yeah. told that, I've said that many times. He before. says to Mrs. Baker, too. <laughs> Thank you, Dance. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you very much. Midweek doesn't count. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Really sad day for Forest fans. Yesterday, mm. the news of Trevor Francis, which. Uh, broke while me and Andy were on air yesterday and we spoke, got some wonderful tributes from some wonderful people, some great calls as well. And then overnight to hear about the sad passing of Chris Bart Williams as well, the midfielder, 49 years old. Uh, Matt Ford, a uh, friend of the show, comedian and a big Forest fan, joins us. Hey, Forty. Hey, Forty. Hello, fellas. Um, so, I mean, it's so sad. You're sort of dealing with the Trevor Francis news and then to hear about Chris Bart Williams as well. It's just an incredibly sad time, not just for Forest fans, but just in football, isn't it? Yeah, surreal, really. Obviously, Bart Williams was very young at 49. I mean, Trevor France is still young at 69 yeah. to be dying when he has. And um, they obviously both are uh, lovely men, but both fondly remembered. Obviously, Francis has a very, very special place in history, but 
Um, I was lucky enough to meet them both, and both just such lovely people. I mean, Chris Bart Williams is one of the happiest people I've ever encountered. Really? We're just such, just like total sunshine in his personality, just completely radiant, full of beans, loved life, got so much out of it. And Trevor Francis, someone who was, uh, I mean, obviously a phenomenal, you know, really scaled the heights of what was possible as a footballer. And um, we're just so approachable and sweet. And, you know, these are these aren't just great football people. They're just such lovely people to have met in your life. Um, I think that's partly why there's there's been such a reaction is they both obviously died too early. Uh, they're both very um, special talents, but it is mm. their personalities as well. It was something else about them in different ways that, that people really identified with. Yeah, and actually, you know, when all is said and done, you want to be remembered as a good person, regardless of how good you were at whatever you happen mm. to do. And I, there is a sort of, there is a weird cynicism to the way we cover these stories or a difficulty that we have, obviously, you know, because you're ju- because, you know, we're a sports radio station, you're judged on what you did, the big moments, and Trevor Francis scores a winning goal in the European Cup final. Of course, he's going to be a hero to more people than, than Chris Bart Williams is. And, you know, yesterday we, you know, we rang up Carlton Palmer to get him on because he was managed by him at Sheffield Wednesday. And, that's how he found out. And you've got this difficult position Ooh. when you're trying to broadcast about this. You want to get people's reaction because it's the story you should be telling and you should be paying tribute to these people. But but trying to do it with a kind of respect and a sensitivity can be can be really difficult, especially, as you say, Forty, when these are two guys that have, have died too young. Yeah, and Bart Williams, man, I mean, what a funny bloke. Like, just... I, I mean, I think I laugh a lot, but that bloke was just like every other noise that came out of his mouth was just like a massive laugh. Like, just I can't imagine what it must have been like to play with him. He just must have made it. You know, you, you look at, for instance, obviously we talk about this with England a lot, about people playing with pressure. That guy played like there was no pressure on him whatsoever in the very best way. Like, he just, he loved football. He loved life. He loved his time at Forest. He loved his time at Wednesday. And he just was loving his time in America, from what I gathered. From You know, we interviewed him when he was over there. It was just, what an amazing... And you know what? I just think Chris Bartwood was one of those people that no matter where we, he would have been, no matter what he'd have done, he'd have always seen the positive side. He, he would have always had that optimistic character and that and that that lovely, warm soul. And you just think, they're the people in life that that you really um, are attracted to and the people you want to spend time with. Like, nice people who are funny, who make you feel better about the world. And... It, I mean, it, a few people have messaged me about because we had him on a Forest podcast that I used to do with Paul McGregor, who played for Forest. And a few people have messaged me about it, saying they'd been re-listening to it in the last couple of days um, after the sad news. And like, it's such a good record of his personality because obviously you can go on YouTube and watch the goals and all stuff like that. But really, th- that's only a small part of whoever a footballer is. You know, they're also husbands, sons, friends, confidants. You know, uh, all, all sorts of things. They exist like you say, in our hearts as footballers, but yeah. there's so much more to them. And, and Chris Bart Williams, man, what just a, a <laughs> just loved life. And it was completely infectious. You, you can't help but feel better after talking to someone like that. Uh, uh, it's often said that men can, uh, some some men can just sit around naming old footballers and, and just they're quite happy doing that for as, as long, Sounds as, like long a, as they a like. great radio feature, <laughs> Charlie. Thank and, you. Yeah. But I think those footballers that get named are, uh, the, and the ones that are fun to name are the ones that aren't the massive stars, but the ones that sort of stick in your mind's eye. And then w- when they die, you're reminded of your own mortality because they're, they're heroes and they're not supposed to die. And they and they and they give you a, a great happiness and great moments of happiness in your life. And I think it's what sort of happens has happened now, isn't it, Fordy? Oh God, definitely. And I think with Trevor Francis, obviously he belongs to such a special era for Forest yeah, that. Um, he's the first one of that group to pass away. And I think that's probably quite difficult for the rest of them. And it's just in Nottingham, really we're taking for granted that they're all still alive and that they're so tangible. You know, you see them walking around Nottingham from time to time, quite a few of them still live there. John Robertson and Frank Clark and Colin Barrett and, uh, you know, loads of them still knock about and you see them out in town and you're like sort of mad that they're all still there. And now in a way, that invincibility has just slightly been checked and you go, they're not going to be here forever. Obviously, none of us are. And uh, it just makes you realise you really have to value people when they're alive and not just footballers, but anyone in your life because, as Chris Bart Williams shows you, you can be taken way, way too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, um, it's such it, a good it, point. It's such a good point. I, I've been on air so basically that so many of those Leeds greats of the 70s 
passed in a very short period of time mm. and I just happened to be on air sort of when it happened and and you know you're speaking to you know the sort of the same guests and you know James Brown has come on and spoken so eloquently about all those leads seeing your heroes pass away and you make a really good point about you know that's what happened. like we all know it right everybody listening we all know what's going to happen to us ultimately right and we don't know how long we have and you're so right about a enjoying the moment b enjoying your life trying to be decent and and to you know and make the absolute most of it and enjoy people's company while they're, they're still around. I think interesting, 40, Trevor Francis, for you, as someone who wasn't alive when he scored that header, you must, yeah. from talking to Forest fans, you probably feel like you were there by now, oh, right? God. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it from every angle that it's possible to see it from. And you know, he's such a big part of our history and 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 who we are and, and Clough and the ambition yeah. of the place and the fact that we were a big deal and he looked amazing in that kit and it's a great finish. Everything about it is just perfect. And also, I, you know what I do think is, we feel so emotionally connected to them, like they, they even when they're alive. Obviously, in I don't think there's anything wrong in feeling sad when people you've looked up to have died, because in a way you feel more emotionally connected. You know, when you look back on your life and think, what were the moments in my life where I felt mm. total, like a, 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 a total pure shot of glee? Mm. For most football fans, it will be. Those moments before he's getting promoted or winning a cup, or obviously for those that were alive at Trevor Francis, when those people die, it is like losing a family. I, I dare say, for a lot of people, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this, for a lot of people, it will feel bigger than that. Mm. They will think there was this moment in my life that I cherish more than anything, mm. and the person who was central to it is now gone. And that's really difficult. And I don't think there's anything wrong with finding that difficult. And I don't think you're immature for finding the death of a footballer sad because they bring so much pleasure and happiness to our life. We we dwell on their moments probably more than they do. And in a way, that they're part of our story. They're, they're part of the things that made your life good. And, um, and obviously then when they go... It, 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 you're missing them in a way that's so unusual because obviously on the most part you probably haven't met them but they mean the world yeah. to you they you're really so do. close and yet you're so far yeah. away yeah, yeah. No, i think yeah. you i think that's been perfectly put i really do because because ultimately when you strip it back i mean life i, I don't know to get too nihilistic about it i sort of feel life is i don't have a faith life is sort of pointless but i but i don't mean that it doesn't mean i just want to throw it away i want to enjoy it and how ludicrous that somebody heading a round bit of rubber into a, a, an area of grass with some netting <laughs> that you weren't even alive for means so much to you, right? Oh, it's completely ridiculous. It, it sounds like, I mean, I never met Chris Bart Williams, but it sounds like, and you met him, Fordy, it sounds like that's how he in, wanted to enjoy his life as much as possible and, and rinse everything out of every single moment. Man, if you want to understand Chris Bart Williams, don't just watch his amazing moments of skill and, and goals. Watch interviews with him because he's just such a happy man. And it's a real lesson in life. You go, well, if he, I mean, I'm a pretty optimistic guy anyway, but I know a lot of people struggle with that. And obviously the situation you find yourself in can dictate that. So it's not about being, um, you know, finding positives. Although, you know, in any situation, I think you can find a way. But just watching videos of him will brighten your day. And you think, you know what? If you just be a bit more like Chris Bart Williams and find the things that are funny in life and find those moments in levity. And what a great legacy that would be, not just... Oh, some great goals, which I don't diminish at all. But he, he gave us a bit more than that, Chris Bart Williams. He did give us... Um, you know what? He would have just been a great... No matter what he ended up doing, he was always going to have a positive impact on the world, Chris Bart Williams. He would always make people happy, whether he was working in a garage or a supermarket or whatever. His family, his friends, the world was better for him having been born with that personality. And we're just very lucky that he happened to be a footballer as well. Uh, what was that podcast you did with Paul McGregor, so just in case people want to uh, dig it out? So they're available on YouTube. They were called Reservoir Red Dogs. And we, we we interviewed a whole load of people from Forest past and present. And it's like the time capsules, you know, with so many people like John Robertson and Gary Bertles and Frank Clark and Jermaine Genus and people from all different eras of Forest. But the Chris Bart Williams one, um, I've tweeted the link to it this morning. It, it, man, he will make you howl. He's just, he's the sort of person you wish you'd gone to school with. You're like, if we were at yeah. school, he'd have been the most popular lad in the year. Just everyone would have liked him. You know, just absolutely radiant. The Hawks and Jacobs daily podcast. Thank you to uh, a big boy who sent me a, oh, a big boy. <laughs> yeah, a, uh, what's, what's a, he sent you? A video of a nihilistic, depressed penguin. Oh, okay. Uh, Werner Herzog. I haven't. I can't, I can't watch it yet because I'm doing the program. But obviously, we're talking about the the meaning of life. Yeah. Uh, earlier, uh, Virginia Woolf in To the Lighthouse uh, wrote, "What is the meaning of life?" And this is from Mark. 
says, that was all, a simple question, one that tended to close in on one with the years. The great revelation had never come. The great revelation perhaps never did come. Instead, there were little daily miracles, illuminations, matches struck unexpectedly in the dark. Okay, that's there nice. Yeah, very nice. That is the moment. They are the moments. Yeah. A bit like when that man called me an FNC on my yeah, bike lovely, earlier lovely. today. That was one of those little lovely. moments of illumination, <laughs> wasn't it? That made me, re- it made me feel alive. Maybe Suddenly I was alive as a man with a red face and a red cycle helmet told me that I was the worst thing that ever happened because I did Furious. slightly go through a red light. I do apologise to everybody on earth. Here's a story from the Daily Star. Most robberies in London are being carried out by career crooks. Who knew? I thought it was accountants and <laughs> lollipop ladies. It's career criminals. Crooks. It's criminals who are. It's criminals. Everybody. There's a great TikTok uh, woman at the moment who goes, who goes round. Um, she's in Italy. And right. She goes round. Uh, she's Italian, and if she sees someone. Uh, doing pickpocketing mm. she, in Italian, she goes pickpocket. Oh, that's There's good. There's a pickpocket, and really they all sort of skulk away. Like, that's great. Having been done. For when the, I was in Colombia, ter- it was the worst um, version of Oliver I've ever seen. <laughs> when I was in Colombia, uh, and a bit more daring, uh, oh, yeah. people were coming off you drugs oh, like yeah. quite a lot, and yeah. I would just stay loudly in Spanish. I don't. I'd shout. I don't want any drugs. Uh, what is that in Spanish? Uh, no quiero drogas. And uh, nice. then they sort of then they'd look really angry at you and sort of shift off because uh, obviously then you know the cops might see yes them. of course I, like, I'm yeah. not into it. I just say no I've just never taken them not into it don't need it Peter Crouch's robot dance has been voted football's best goal celebration Ooh. according to Weetabix no way no way no way Where, what are we? Mick Shannon Tardelli. I like Shearer. Just the one Do you like Shearer? Arm, one arm in the air and run back. Yeah, Shannon is good. Though, they don't they're... run back anymore. Why don't they run back? What's happened to people? Kets Bayer? No, why don't they, they? They sort of run to the corner now and all have a cuddle. Well, they're allowed to... You've never sounded like an older person. <laughs> this is the oldest you've ever sounded. <laughs> That's what they do now, though, isn't it? Why don't they run back? No, I don't know why all old people like, in Northern... They don't, like, but... they don't like run away... Runaway celebrating, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They sort of just all sort of jog to the corner and have a cuddle. Oh, no, this is... That's what they do. <laughs> That's, that's not that's what they just, always do. That's what they do. They're now. all excited, aren't they? They've just scored yeah, a goal. They're a, What do you want them to do? Just ha- shake I mean, someone's hand. Sprint back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the game's got to like, start. Yes. Restart the game. Now, do you know what it is? Is basically, I think it's all game management, isn't it? If you score, mm, you know, especially you take time out of the game. Yeah. It's a bit like nothing is more annoying than when your team are losing. You're losing one nil, and then someone in your team gets involved in a melee. And then the other team all pile in because it just takes hours and the ref's not going to add that much time. doing what they want. Don't get involved. Don't get involved in a melee anyway. Right? There's no need for melees. George melee. George melee. (laughs) Don't get involved in a George, whatever you're doing. (laughs) But don't do it when you're 1-0 down in the 91st minute. That's exactly what the opposition wants. You fall into their trap. Yeah. So what is the good... I mean, Peter Crouch's robot is nowhere near. Remember the Weetabix people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember them? They played American football. There was like a punk. Mm. There was like a... They were dressed as there was one looks like a punk. There was Do you mean there were Weetabix like in, in clothes, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like one in DMs, yeah. and there was like a girl one. Yeah. Um, uh, Ian says, let the dog see the rabbit. I first heard this on an episode of Game On in the 1990s. Uh, did Andy used to watch it? Whoever wrote this show could claim the phrase. It's a very good point. Well, it's a, a, probably it's a Jack Russell chasing a rabbit down a hole, I would, I would imagine. I would, I would imagine it's a hunting phrase. Yeah. Now, everything has been done before. Normally by Danny Baker. So yeah, there's yeah, nothing you can sure, do, yeah, right? Every do idea I've ever had, the only time, because I used to work with him, the only idea I ever had that he hadn't had before mm. was I would, I said, Look, I'll just sit in another studio yeah. for the whole show yeah. and count. Yeah, and it'll yeah. be like the radio version of Beans wow, in a Jar. Wow. And I've, and then I got somebody, uh, I was doing the overnight show on oh, BBC yeah. London. It was a great show, two till six in the morning. And um, two producers turned up. So I got a tin of beans and I made one of them go into another studio and we just faded them up yeah. to see how many beans were in the... How many, um, how many were beans? in? 57? 484. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not 57. Yeah. Well, I understood, but that, well, you'd be disappointed with just 57 beans, 57 beans in a tin. But still, it was a great... It was compelling yeah, radio. Okay, good radio. People couldn't go to sleep because they were like, I need to know. Mm. And actually, I did it a few times on the, uh, the, the, the OG warm-up. Serge from Kasabian would always come on to launch the, the counting. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, NASA have found uh, spikes on Mars, which could be part of a crashed alien uh, spaceship. Spikes on Mars. Yeah, that's what the song was about, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. So there we go. Spikes. Spikes. 
Hmm. So the aliens have got spaceships, but they've got spikes on them because of it's hard to oh, land. Yeah. You just have wheels. You can't land on Mars because yeah. they're clever, the aliens. Yeah. So they sound like yeah. a Southampton, former Southampton centre forward. <laughs> they are the spiked aliens that come to get us. The, the truth is out there, everybody. Phil, the Man United fans, says VAR. That's why goal celebrations are muted oh, these days. Do you want to do should we have right? VAR 03717? <laughs> Facebook boss Mark Zuckerberg oh, has yeah. earned a blue belt in jiu- Brazilian jiu-jitsu That's after accepting it. Elon Musk's challenge to a cage fight. I don't want to criticise this fight just in case we buy the rights and it's in yeah. Riyadh and it's one of those shows where I have to yeah. just suppress my opinions about all of it. But I wouldn't mind. I'm reading a really interesting book at the moment called The Chaos Machine. And it is about how terrible social media is. Because I went on my virtuous social media break. But it is really interesting about all the people that started these social media companies and the kind of people they are, sort of nerdy, sort of couldn't get a girlfriend and the sort of entrenched misogyny within all of social media because they all hire each other and it's a real issue for that the whole thing and basically you know the problems that have started through Facebook and Twitter and social media you're better I'm I'm on it so I'm a hypocrite I'm a hypocrite for lots of reasons but you're better off not on it but if they want to beat each other up hopefully they knock each other both out exactly the same time and then Nice people take over social media. But they're the ones that that, that took off, aren't they? Because other people started social medias, mm-hmm. didn't they? But they're, the ones, that, so, they're yeah. the ones that got successful. Yeah. Oh, they're calling it X now, aren't you? I'm not, it's called X. I mean, it's totally ludicrous. You're going to call it X, Max? I might call it X. Well, you can call it whatever you like. I like it. Okay. Got to like it. Okay. Just being X'd. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Thanks, Charlie. Lovely. Uh, Me and Andy tomorrow. You and Andy tomorrow. If you miss it, there'll be a podcast. Yeah, and then you and Paul Thursday. Yeah. Then Paul and Andy Friday. And if you miss any of it, there's a podcast trophy. Have a lovely day. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. (laughs) Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.